What's up, everybody? It's season two. We're here. You thought you got rid of us that easily, but we're back once again. It's your favorite fellas, the three of us, the three amigos. We're here to officially kick off season two the only way we know how, and that's by jumping right into episode seven. And fellas, <laughs> we haven't recorded in over a week. I've missed doing this with you guys. I think you feel the same way. How are we doing? Josh, my man. Oh, harder, baby. Buddy, what's going on? Um, yeah, I feel like we're a little odd. Oh, there goes Josh. <laughs> what was that, Josh? You cut out there. Did I already cut out? What the hell? Yeah, yeah. entire sentence gone. All right. In, in space. Okay, I'm counting off Wi-Fi. Fuck this. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're burning through the data today, boys. Yeah, you show uh, those landlords who's boss, dude. Exactly, but you know what, boys? Like, we're a little when it comes to uh, when it comes to counting episodes. I mean, shit, we did ninety nine point one, ninety nine point two, so on and so forth, and then we just jumped right into episode seven. So, um, I'm good. Holidays were good, and I feel like we're just like turning the page right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's uh, it was definitely abbreviated or waiting to get to this point. I, I agree with you there. Um, yeah. And hell, I, I think I think we do make a point of just doing whatever the fuck we want with numbers here and there, and mm-hmm. that, that can be a good thing sometimes. Yeah, buddy, buddy guy, Raph, how you doing? Good. Um, I'm chilling here, <clears throat> drinking a bubble tea. Uh, still tired after not seeing you guys for a week. Um, <laughs> today's forecast shows about a seventy percent chance of me falling asleep in my chair, with a slight chance of me <laughs> snoring with my mouth open. So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll see how the next hour and a half goes. <laughs> So it's also a large chance of you shitting your pants. Is that in there too? Yeah, there's a lot of dairy in this bubble tea. And I think like three quarters of the way through, I realized exactly how much milk I drank. And yeah, it's, I, yeah, I, just like the other week, I might throw down my headset and you just might hear the pitter patter of feet running off to the bathroom. But we'll, we'll see. <laughs> pitter patter and Raph's getting at her to the fucking jaw, <laughs> yeah. dude. All you're going to hear is like a flush, <laughs> and then you can just like calmly hear me walk back. <laughs> <laughs> I have little to no experience with bubble tea. I think I I do remember having it once because I remember sucking up some of those pearls and not not knowing how to feel. Yeah, to be honest. And to this day, like <laughs> most one of the most intimidating things for me to look at. Dude, they're and good. I don't. I don't. I, I feel like it's it could go either way though. What do you mean? What I, it almost it almost feels like for me if I was looking at a bubble tea menu, and even if it like. Not even say it, not because it's not in English or something like that, even if it's in English. But <laughs> to me, it kind of feels like if I'm at an ice cream store, but none of the flavors have names on them. And like, I could, like, maybe they're all good, but I could end up with one that some, for some reason, I just fucking hate. And then, like, before you know it, I'm sucking up pearls that taste like dog shit. And then, like, I don't know, maybe I have like a matcha green tea that I don't like. Matcha you green tea is honestly- not bad. Honestly, I agree with Elijah, though. Like, I, I don't know what it is about pearls, but I just, it's so weird to me. Like, I love bubble tea. Like, I love the concept of it, but the pearls just, they completely throw me off. Like, the texture of them, like, like yeah. what are they? Like, it's not jello. They're not. It's like a gelatin. Like they yeah. don't taste good. Like, they're just like weird, like fucking like rubber pellets that just go in your. I think, I think yeah, it's maybe. tapioca, maybe. I don't know. 
And I now that you guys like, say tapioca, I hate that word. Don't ever say that tapioca. word to me ever again. You all it kind of reminds me. It reminds me of tofu. All those T words. I don't like it. Yeah. No, all these healthy T words. I'm not down with them. When I first started drinking bubble tea, the biggest thing that I had to get over was just like the feeling of like the pearls going into your mouth. Because legitimately, it feels like someone's just like speed bagging the fucking tonsils in the back of your throat. Sometimes, <laughs> and you just gotta kind of like look past it and just keep, keep you're, drinking your you're goddamn uvula in the back, dude. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. through these pearls. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, you got like Mike Tyson laying waste to that fucking thing. Do you think you have to chew the pearls for it to go down properly? I feel like you could just swallow them. I chew the pearls. You can swallow them, yeah. But like chewing the pearls, like, I don't know, it's fun. Yeah, okay. It's like an activity. It's like when you get like a solid food in your mouth. Like how how weird is it like swallowing like solid food that you haven't chewed? Yeah, yeah. I mean, anything that's hard, like hard food, that's just fucking dangerous because you'll choke on it. Yeah. But like, yeah, like soft food, it's kind of weird to just like, Feel the need to like not bite down on it and just like swallow it whole. It's kind of it's Dude, kind of strange. Weird point. Dude, there, there are there are some foods that for some fucking weird reason like I consciously don't chew. Like it goes in my mouth and it goes straight down the hatch. Okay, like, wait, to- okay, which ones? Which ones? Like for a fact, the noodles from like chick from Lipton chicken noodle soup. Like if you get a spoonful of just noodles for some reason, it goes in my mouth. I don't even chew once. I just swallow. That's wait, weird. are those like are those like the mini noodle things? Yeah, those are the the short noodled yeah. chicken yeah. noodle ones. I'm the same way. Chew. My grandma always used to make me those. I never yeah. chew that shit. Yeah, no, I agree. I think everyone's the same there. I think you just straight up swallow that. Yeah, like I, I'm wondering, like, what other foods? What like, other foods do you, do you just straight up you, swallow? Yeah, that you just like swallow because, like, there's certain like I feel like for me, if you were to like cut a kiwi into like thirds, you could probably yeah. swallow a kiwi whole. Could you not? We should. We should. Oysters. Go live on Instagram, and whoever chokes first loses. But we're gonna pick foods, <laughs> and we're gonna be like, "Hey, you're not like we're not gonna chew it. We're gonna like we're just gonna swallow it whole." And whoever dies yeah. loses. I think I have yeah. you guys beaten this. No problem. Okay. Years of cotton mouth oh. and eating Doritos and fucking che- Cheetos and shit like that, dude. <laughs> I I read this thing on Reddit one time, and some guy. Uh, Describe that eating Cheetos while you're baked and have cotton mouth is the equivalent of deep throating a sandcastle. And like, <laughs> I cannot <laughs> I cannot explain how accurate that fucking is because everything just gets stuck and you just like swallow a giant ball. It sucks. It reminds oh me of when you have God. too much peanut butter in your mouth and like that literally feels yeah. like you're going for a superset with your tongue. Like you're trying to move it around and just help yourself out. Exactly. That's how you get I, a tongue workout. I feel like that's another thing that also kind of like stresses me out as well. Is kind of like having like shit like stuck to my mouth or like stuck in my teeth. Like that is probably one of the most irritating things of my life. Do you like toffee? Like, I hate it. Do you like Skittles? and taffy? Uh, Skittles taffy and toffee. Damn. Like that's like that's where like I think I've told this on the pod, and um, I think we're all relatively similar. Like I like if I were to rank like certain like junk food that I like, it would go chips, chocolate, candy, and candy for the reason that it gets caught in your teeth and drives me absolutely insane yeah okay fair. i would i would say candy on average i'm not i'm, I'm a i'm less of a fan of than chocolate for sure for sure i'm with you on that yeah um okay boys we can jump into this episode quite quick we got a decent amount of sports talk running this episode uh lots uh, a decent amount of hockey lots of hockey tons yep. of hockey football as well yep. run around at the match later we'll, we'll get to a movie review eventually but why don't we kick off with uh some world junior talk you guys want to do that or are we jumping into the what is something gross are we doing that? Uh, it's up to you. Uh, the game down here. 
I, you know what? Raf pitched it. So I want to hear like certain things that he does that are satisfying to him, but are gross in the public eye. Gross so slash Raph, weird. That's what I want to hear. Raf, proceed to humiliate yourself. Okay. So <laughs> I was in the shower today. Oh, God. And oh, God. Like, gross no, shit no, 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 happens no, no. in the shut, shower. Shut the fuck dude. up. Uh, <laughs> since the beginning of um, COVID, <laughs> I've been a lot more conscious of like my oral hygiene and everything like that, like brushing my teeth, totally. flossing. Like, and one of the things that I invested in that I've never used before was I bought a tongue scraper. And have you guys Ooh, ever used a tongue God. scraper? No, no, but I've heard of them. I've so heard of them. The person who actually got me or who I first saw use it was fucking, was Bailey, was our friend Bailey. Yeah. And I saw yeah, him Bailey use it one, one year when we were in Tofino. So I was like, okay, sick. Like, this is something that I definitely want to invest in. And I finally got one. And it's really cool, but it's also really weird. Like, you think, like, when you brush your tongue and everything, it's like you're cleaning all the dead skin and all the shit that's on there. Like, you think you're cleaning it off, you're not doing anything. Like I would like some days grab a tongue scraper and just like run it down the back from like towards like the back of my throat and then just like pull it forward. And it's like, you see like a white, like buildup sometimes based on how bad your oral hygiene is. And it's actually fucking nuts. Like last night I had some beers and I had some food and I fell asleep and I, I woke up the, and I forgot to brush my teeth when I went to, when I went to bed. And then I woke up and I used my tongue scraper today in the shower in the morning. And it's like, there's like a, like a decent amount of like dead skin buildup. And it was like, it was gross, but it was satisfying because I knew that my tongue was now clean and that I didn't necessarily have to worry about how gross it was back there for the rest of the day. Okay. I like that. Yeah. That's my, my kind my of example question, of I'm my with question. Josh on the gag reflex here. I'm looking up images of what a tongue scraper looks like. Yeah. And it is not an appetizing look. Like it looks... It looks like it's uh, like results by force kind of thing. Like, like you are scraping that shit. If you scrape too hard, so I learned the hard way. I learned that if you scrape a little too hard, you can actually uh, you can like cut your tongue towards the back because it's oh, really yeah. I had a tiny oh, cut on my tongue for first weeks when I used it. Yeah. Okay, so then, trying to drink beers with the boys if you have a fucking cut in the back of your tongue. Yeah, not yeah, fun. good. Yeah, dude, you can swallow shit. Yeah, you're drinking water. Um, you're chewing on shape. Raph, where did you get yours? Like, do you just buy it at like shoppers or like Rexall I bought mine or? off Amazon? Oh, yeah, that's a, pl- yeah, that's a player. Right I showed up at my door. I think I think I ordered it and it showed up the same day I ordered it because I bought it in the morning. Not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I remember before I moved out, I would say I probably never peed in the shower once. Yeah. And ever since I moved out, dude, I just pee in the shower all the time. I'm just, I'm just fucking. It's I love it. Yeah. But it's satisfying. It's gross. 100%. And the other thing that I love doing in the shower, if I ever want, like, whenever back in the non COVID days, because I feel like I haven't had a cold in forever, but back when I used to get cold, for some reason, I love blowing snot rockets in the shower. Because <laughs> it's like an easy, it's an easy cleanup. Like, you just throw the shower on jet and you just like wash it away yeah, yeah. and you're good to go. Yeah, that's, I don't know. That's it's just it satisfying. Yeah. Okay. I think because. Because like it, yeah, it is satisfying. It's like blowing your nose. I think blowing your nose in general is kind of satisfying when you could like actually clear it out. Yeah, it yeah. feels good. It's one of the better ones out there. But when you don't have to like worry about the the like Kleenex cleanup and all that, you just fucking wash down water. That's a pretty sick feeling. Yeah, I, I the okay. example that I also use for you guys, I think a lot of the listeners could relate to, is like the weird people who enjoy popping other people's pimples or like watching like Doctor Pimple Popper and shit like that. Like that definitely falls into this category of like weird shit that you get satisfaction from. See, I remember like being just going down the rabbit hole on YouTube and watching a couple of those videos, like from Dr. Pimple Popper and like, dude, like 
Okay, some of them are like, yeah, sure, like they're satisfying, like that that's cool. But dude, some of them are fucking Disgusting. nasty. Like, how the fuck is that even possible? Like, how do people like yeah. live their daily lives with like like a fucking cyst full of just ugh, just pus, like just oh. chilling on your neck, dude. And I'm like, dude, the ones, the ones where they have to like first open it with a scalpel. That's disgusting. That's that's I fucked. That's I get fucked. Gag. And yeah, you, it's weird enough. Cause what I don't understand is that whenever I get, whenever I used to get pimples, or even now I get pimples, they almost always, if they get to a certain size, they'll like never be poppable. You know what I mean? Like they'll almost be just like ingrown or whatever. It's like under yeah, the skin. they're like too big. Oh, they're too the big. Yeah. And yeah. The, but that like I I can't remember the last time I had a big pimple that was actually poppable. That's what I don't understand with these people is like not only are there's theirs are huge. They're like ten times the size of anything I've ever had, and they're somehow like poppable. What the fuck? Yeah, I think like, that's crazy. I think the other thing as well that's kind of nasty is that like or not really nasty, but you have to be careful with it is like those ones that like that are big that aren't really on like the surface and you try and pop them. Like you have to be very careful because you can actually like get scars and shit from that stuff because like you like stretch your skin too much. Like you put too much pressure on your skin that one specific area. And if you keep trying to pop it, it actually like that's where people like you see oh. like acne scars and shit. Like you have to be careful with all that. Yeah. Yeah, that's nuts. My, I, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a full on addict at this point. If I have a pimple, I'm popping it. If I yeah, can, I think like if it's the surface level, it's fine. But like, I think it's more so just like, yeah, it's like those, it's like those ones that are like red, but like there's no like sign of like kind of yeah, like there's no the, there's no yeah, whitehead on there. The like point of pressure, yeah, 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 exactly. And they hurt like motherfuckers too, and you can't do anything about them. Yeah, they do. It's the worst. Okay. okay, so Josh, you do anything fucking weird? Um. Weird guy, Josh. Dude, I yeah, don't know, man. Weird, I mean, like, I mean, you guys know me. Like, it's pretty fucking gross. But like, I'll sit there with like my hands on my nuts. Like, like that's just like one thing that I do. <laughs> I don't. That, like, it, the weird thing is, I don't think it's weird that you do it. I think it's weird that you have like no shame in doing it in front of people. Like, I do it all <laughs> the time at home alone. But I, I like something subconscious happens that when I'm around people, I'm like, hey, don't put your hands in your nuts. Well, I mean, like, let's like, let's be yeah. let's be very clear here. Um, like, I only do it around like the boys. Like, I've never do it around like a girl. You, I feel like you've definitely caught yourself though. Like, it's not a it's not a flawless system. Like, you've probably been on like watching a movie and she's at the bathroom and something like that. And you're like, oh shit, I have my hands. And then and then I just and then I just give the testes the old scratch and sniff and just see yeah. how we're doing down there for later. Exactly. Yeah, I, I I could see that. Um, there was oh, uh, you know what? I can't no, I can't tell the story on the podcast because like, <laughs> I, I want. To, I think actually, you can tell this story, please. and then if it's that bad, we can just cut it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and we're back. Okay, cool. So now we can just <laughs> use that. Um, we'll use that as like the, the cut. You're welcome. So, one of our friends, and actually, you know what? I'll tell the story. And I'll not name names. Like I remember seeing being over at my friend's house and his girlfriend, like we're all watching a movie and he's got his hands down his pants, like just like full on like hands, like cupping his nuts. And his girlfriend's like, Oh my God, like stop doing that. Like that's so gross. He's like, what he, and he like, he like brushes his hand on her face. <laughs> and she was so pissed. I'm like, you know, like, you're the fuck does that? <laughs> like, you know what? Like, dude, like, I know, like, my nuts don't always smell the best. 
But like, like that was like a line that was crossed, even for me. Like, like you, you know what? That's your girlfriend. And you're like, that's true love, man. Like that's true love right there. And that's I'll, I'll tail off that. I'll actually I'll I'll say that in the second. <laughs> like weird enough, I not only do I like doing it, I kind of like the way it smells. Like I'm not even gonna fuck. Oh with you. my! Like, yeah, actually, you know what? Like, yeah, musty chlorine kind of shit, dude. I don't know why I like it, but. Like even with my, with my girlfriend, dude, we've been dating for six six and a half years, and Holy for the shit. longest time, like she, same thing. She gets fucking grossed out by it too, and I I would always just say like, just smell it, like you'll understand what I mean. Just take no, it, <laughs> and like you always present your fingers the same way, like the four fingers, like with the thumb over top. It's like always the gross gross smell finger movement you do. And yeah, she always knows. She's like, get that fucking shit away from me. And I remember <laughs> one time. One time I was feeling sadistic as fuck. I was like, hey, hey guess what? If you smell it this one time and I'll never ask you again. Like, oh never again. She was like, are you serious? I was like, 100%. Me- meanwhile, again. meanwhile, Elijah like hadn't showered in like three days. <laughs> right? <laughs> and she, hey, she ended up doing it and then she's like, that was fucking disgusting. And I was like, yeah, I'm still going to ask you again. And I still ask her all the time. You gotta do. It. I I had to figure out if like it's just me that like if you, if it's like farting where you only like your own brew, but I yeah, think you, I think that probably is the same category. You have to convince Megan that it's somehow an acquired taste, and she keeps, needs to keep trying it, and eventually she'll become so desensitized to the smell it'll just smell like nothing. Yeah, dude, it's like cilantro. It's like you'll you'll <laughs> learn to like love cilantro. it. You'll learn to love it. You start off hating it, but you're gonna learn to love it. Yeah, imagine saying that sniffing your boyfriend's nuts is the same as eating cilantro. <laughs> imagine oh. selling that to the female population. I know, right? <laughs> trying to trying to justify that, like, good fucking luck, buddy. Like, who yeah, are you? Like, you're a fucking animal, dude. Guys are like, okay, let me ask you this: like, who's who's more gross? And like, again, like we're men, so like, there's obviously some bias, but like, who's more gross? Like, guys or girls? Like, it's got to be guys, right? Like, we're disgusting compared to females. I would, yeah, yeah, I would say so. Like, yeah. for some reason, puberty for us just like literally smells like a dumpster. But for like, I don't know yeah. if it's because they just smother themselves in products, but it does not smell the same for them. Yeah, like no, like, no one ever says like, "Oh, my teenage girl smells like a jock today." Like it's disgusting. She smells musty. No yeah, one ever like, says that. and like we've never gone over to a girl's house. At least I never have. I've never had a girl like I'm sitting on the couch with her. Or I guarantee, if like there's like. A group of females in a room, like let's say, like all the girls in her friend group, they're all hanging out. There's no way that they're sitting around talking about whatever with a glass of wine in their hand, and then one girl's got her hands like down her fucking pants, like just (laughs) not a thing, you know, like just like it doesn't happen. Like there's no chance that that happens, you know. Maybe some girls might need to point this out and tell me if you do enjoy your cooch, if you do enjoy cupping the cooch. I don't judge for that. I just don't think it happens. But dude, like, doesn't that like provide like a nice spot for your hand? Yeah, like it's, it it's just one flat. Of the, one of the warmest spots in your body, isn't it? Yeah, dude. Like, I my hand would be down there the entire fucking time. Yeah, uh, dude. Anyway. It's like, it's like there's a reason why guys were the ones who came up with the with the unique invention of the jizz sock. It's just like women would never <laughs> think of anything like that yeah. and it just goes to show how fucked up we are in our heads you know what i mean we're yeah. actually like, like hey, it's gonna, so fucked i'm gonna bust a nut in the sock and just throw it next to my bed and wait till tomorrow and use it again maybe dump like, down a day or two you know fuck you know what's weird is i feel like that is something that is like we've 
we've genetically advanced to just know that when we're born. Like, I feel like <laughs> all of us, when we're like old enough, it's not like we're told like, hey, use a sock. It's cool. Or like, a, it's like, it's convenient. No one ever, I feel like we just know. Like, you're just looking at your socks one day. You're like, oh, these are useless anyway. What the fuck? Who cares? But like, but here's, here's my thing with, with, with the sock. Okay. And this is such bullshit stereotyping and such a double standard that we get from women. Okay. Dude, girls will have like like a fucking twelve inch big fucking like vibrator fucking dildo just sitting in their bedroom drawer, and no one bats an eyelash. It's like, yeah, it's like, wow, that's that's a lot. Like that's pretty huge. But yeah. then also at the same time, like if you go over, like if a girl goes over to a guy's house, let's say he has like a pocket pussy. Like, oh my God, like that's so disgusting. So like we resort to a sock, dude, because yeah. it's like something that we know that we won't get judged on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm like, that's such, that's such bullshit. Like, it's something God, you know you can uh, hide at the bottom of the basket, right? Yeah. Oh man. I just, oh, whatever. Uh, yeah. I don't like it. But hey, and that, that is a true testimonial for someone who used to have the pocket buzzy in the drawer. And pro- you probably got judged for it. That's probably where this is coming from. Yeah. Um, okay. Can we move on? So. I guess enough of the gross stuff. We we can jump into the hockey easily. We yeah, got, we got a lot of it to, to get to here. Um, Josh, let's talk. So let's talk some youngins here. Let's talk some young boys hockey. Okay. Let's talk about the kids. Let's talk about the not professional hockey, as controversially put the other night when no one knows what to call it. But we'll <laughs> call it the world. We're the world juniors, like everyone else. Uh, yeah. Canada. Canada's looking a little sus. Canada yeah. is looking a little bit like a 19-0 Patriots team that just never happened. Uh, right. Canada are frauds? Is that too far? Dude, Canada is not frauds, okay? So <laughs> the, my, my thing is, and you know what I like is how Canada, like I love how in sports, like at least in like kind of like non-professional sports, like the playing field is just so uneven. And like I look at like college football, for example, you know, one like Alabama, their first game of the season is always like a team that they can like kick the shit out of. And like yeah. it gets like the confidence up. And this is what Canada had as well with Germany. Like, dude, like 16 to 2, like all this is supposed to do is this is supposed to get the guys going. Like kind of like get the offense going. And just let's just get guys on the score sheet. So like, there's no guy that's like, yeah, he hasn't been on the board yet. It's like, no, no, we're going to play Germany. Like everyone's going to get on the board here. Know what I mean? Like at least get like a point, you know? Yeah. I I could see it. Fill the net kind of game. This is a fill the net. This is the one where, and you know what? You guys will expose, be exposed to this when you are, when you start playing beer league for the first time. And I went through it when I started to realize the dynamic of what happens pregame with your eyes and your mate, your mind and your brain. Is you start looking at the other team and you start analyzing the first little things, the warm ups, the shots. And I can only imagine what Germany's thinking. Like they played Canada before. This is not a new thing. But yeah. this is obviously a very stacked Canada team given the circumstances. This was a very depleted team for Germany given the circumstances. So, yeah. I mean, I can only imagine that they were looking at it and saying, all right, like maybe we keep them under 10. Like, is that the goal? So, Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and here we are. It ends up sixteen two. Uh, yeah, fucking shame, shame on the Germans. Feel bad. I guess like I, I guess for me, it's just like w- I've always wondered like what an expectation is for a team that kind of comes into that tournament. Like you know, even 
even in the Olympics as well, like when you have a team that like qualifies, but like you know they're not going to do well. Like, what are they like? Are they just happy to be there and they're just ready to like have fun and just like enjoy their time? Like, is that is that like like dude? Like they're playing hockey. Like they're kids. Like they still like this isn't a job. They're not being paid. Like they're still like just like enjoying the game. You know. Yeah, more from the from the German side of things is what you're saying. For, yeah, from the German side. I mean, like for Canada, like I think these guys have like a lot to play for. Um, you know, obviously, like guys that are undrafted have, uh, you know, like their own brand to build. Whereas guys that are um, guys that are already drafted, like this is kind of like a prereq. And like when you look at this season with like training camp for the NHL, like you know, this is only going to boost their chances of making the NHL squad that they've been drafted to, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I guess what I would say to it is that, especially for the, for teams like Germany, Austria, uh, maybe even Slovakia, definitely Slovakia, and even some teams like Sweden, dude, there's, there are some players on there who maybe did get drafted already, but there are some players in there who, who know full well that they are not seeing a day in the NHL. And yeah, and, and that's the and honestly, that's what men, many people always give props to this tournament because everyone always says like, "Oh, I would rather watch this tournament than a regular season NHL game because these guys are playing for their chance to like further their career." And even to build off that more, for the guys that aren't looking forward, like trying to forward their career, they're just trying to like end it on a high note. It's kind of like a totally like a collegiate athlete in his senior year, like. He, he knows full well he's not going to the pros and he knows this is his last kind of big game of his life. And that's kind of the other side of this is you, you, you tend to get some pretty big stories that come out of it. For teams yeah, like, like I, I find that there's always like certain like, um, you know, like just certain world junior players that always like kind of like shine, but like never obviously like made it to the NHL. Like the one, I guess the one player that I always kind of resort to um, just because I thought he was unreal, was do you remember the goalie from a couple of years ago, Zach Lucali? Yeah, I like, do remember that. That guy was a wall in net, like he was unreal. And he went like the fourth round in the NHL, does never even got called up. He plays in like Europe now, and like, but he's arguably one of the greatest Team Canada goalies ever for the world juniors because he was so good in net. Yeah, and, and well, another guy that on the exact same page who's kind of notorious for this uh this reputation is Justin Pogge from yep. 2006 and this guy lit it up. Yep. And I think he was in the Toronto Maple Leaf system and just really never saw the light of day. Yeah, so I even mean, for goalies where you can make a name for yourself but you're still not guaranteed anything. Yeah, like I remember he got called up. Like I I think he played a couple games in the NHL but like that's like when Toronto was actually like bad bad. Like they yeah. weren't like they weren't that good like at all. Um yeah, I do yeah. remember those days, the Vesa Toscala days and stuff like that. Yep, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You got yeah. it. That's with like that. Ron Wilson, and like I think that was like kind of right after like the Dion Phaneuf trade. Like that was kind of in those first couple of years. Yeah, I think it was right around there. Yeah, um, maybe like maybe slightly before, but around the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't we Why don't we get into some of the stories that came out of the, the first couple of days here? I mean, so you have the big game by Canada. You have mm-hmm. the USA shitting on. On uh, Austria. Austria, seventy fucking seventy plus shots and I think eleven goals, right? That's uh, fucked. Yeah, an absolute drubbing and kind of a show put on the goalie to have like whatever it was, like sixty saves or something like that, or fifty some saves. For like that's goal. not bad to be honest. Like if we're yeah. if we're being fully honest, like that's 
that's kind of cool, actually. Like, yeah, yeah, you let in 11 goals and, like, you got absolutely shit kicked by the Americans. But, dude, like, come on, man. Like, 60 shots, like, that's a lot. Like, that's a lot of saves. Yeah. I, I'm glad that we can tail into this question and both be completely aligned in it and, and just bury all the senses out there and say that anyone that's saying that the Canuck or the Canadians ran up a score or that they shouldn't put 16 on the heads of the Germans like that. Yeah, fuck uh, you, man. Fuck off. Like, it, someone, there's been many people that said this part as well, but I'll say it as well. If you ask any of the German players or any player on any team for that, for that reason, that they all feel the same way is please, everyone play your best. Don't fucking take it easy on me because we have a depleted roster because you already got 10 goals. Like, they want to see yeah. your best competition. It, no one, no one likes to be taken pity of when you're at the top of your, like the top of your leagues and the top of your competitive level. Like this is the top players in the world at their age group. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I think also at the same time with that is this is a tournament where like goal differential matters. Like that yeah. is kind of that's the tiebreaker. I'm pretty sure that's why it's always in like the standings. Like it's to actually see like who scored the most and you know who's letting the most goals. Like that's important. Um, yeah. so when people say like, it's a, it's a mercy kill, it's like, yeah, that may be, but like also at the same time, like, I feel like those people are like, they're either like those people that want to give out medals for just fucking participation or they're not fans of yeah. Canada. Like, yeah. it's like, we want everyone to win. It's like, dude, shut the fuck up, man. Like, like, sorry, like, sorry. Yeah. Life is unfair sometimes. And yes, hockey could sometimes be, uh, you know, a case of that. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's just my perspective on it. But I hate when people say don't run up the score. It's like, fuck, man. Like, if they're not going to play hard or if they're depleted, like, sorry, man. That sounds like a you problem, not a me problem. Exactly. Exactly, Coach Josh. You put it, or Captain Josh, you you nailed it on the head there, the hammer boy. Yeah. Um, There you go. The other thing that I want to mention before we move on from the World Juniors is Canada's game today against Slovakia. Um, They blew it. They, uh, yeah, they completely sucked. Uh, they really did not do anything. They barely won three one. Whatever you want to say. Um, yep. Canada's going to blow it. I think we're one of the worst teams overrated for sure. I can see a first <laughs> round exit coming up. Maybe not even first in the division. Who knows? Um, this is also coming from a guy who's watched zero minutes of the World Junior Championship this year. So just kind of looking at the World Juniors and and the standings and whatnot. Um, and like the divisions of this, dude, if Canada doesn't win this division, we've got a fucking problem <laughs> because when you look here's, so we're in group a Canada, Finland, Slovakia, Switzerland, Germany. Okay. Like that is, that is a weak division. Like you get past Canada. I would say like the Finns are the Finns are the Finns. They're always going to be competitive. Yeah. A little um, feisty like, so, Finns, dude. Totally. But Slovakia, Switzerland, and Germany, dude, like that's like those guys are relevant. No offense, but it's true. Then you go into Group B, dude, like the Czechs, the Americans, the Russians, and the Swedes. And then you have poor Austria and just a powerhouse division. <laughs> yeah. Like, like that's going to be like, dude, that division is going to be so much fun to watch, which I think in turn kind of adds into your point. So don't get me wrong. Like, I'm patriotic. I want the Canadians to win. But Elijah, would you not agree that? you know, group B is going to be very like battle tested by the time you actually get into like the elimination games, right? Like they, like Sweden, Russia, USA, and the Czechs are like, 
they're they can all win that. They're all relatively equal teams. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they're going to be a little bit more ready. Whereas Canada, it's like, what competition are they really seeing? Like, they're it's really only Finland. Yeah, and that, this has to be the one criticism of the Canadian team, and also just kind of the fact that that it is COVID and ton of people haven't played in in a, in a really long time, but that's got to be the big criticism is that they're not going to really going to have any huge battle tested games other than maybe the finish game. Um, yeah. So come the quarterfinals, come the semifinals, it's going to be, it's going to be a different type of hockey, man. You can't, it's going it, it is not easy to turn, turn the dial up from a 16, two game into a tight one, nothing game that's decided in the third period of a fucking yeah. elimination tournament. That's not an easy thing to do. So, mm-hmm. Like like you're noting, I think that this could actually, as as much as I'm joking about them blowing it, this there has been years in the past when a very good Canadian team has had a tough loss in the quarterfinals, semifinals, and this is one of yep. the best Canadian teams ever assembled. But at the same time, how often does that actually result in a win? Like it's not yeah. always not always the case. So and I and I think also uh, at the same time as well, the last team to repeat was Canada, but dude, it happened in I think like. Oh nine, oh ten, or like oh nine, twenty ten. I think I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but it was well over like seven or eight years ago. Yeah, yeah, it, was it not definitely recent. wasn't recent. So I mean, nothing's guaranteed in this tournament. I mean, and the one thing I will say, and this goes for all Canadian teams, and it's not just the World Juniors. It can be in the Olympics. It can it can be in the World Championships. Usually, what happens to Canada and like the group stage, I find, is they get like a bit of a a bit of a scare game. I would say where it's like a team they should beat like kind of makes like makes it somewhat like competitive. Now, I don't know if that was today's game um, where like the Slovaks, like obviously I wouldn't necessarily say they were a scare, uh, but they definitely kept the score tight for sure. You know? Yeah. I, d- I think that this one could very well, you can easily make the argument. This was a scare game. Um, yeah. But, not it's not a not a cookie cutter yes or no. There, yeah. There's both sides to that one for sure. Um, yeah. Either way, there, there's still a ton of this tournament to unfold. I'm excited for the way it's going to go. Uh, being a guy that does not, I'm a cable cutter. I do not have cable. I fucking stream things, and that's it. I'm a fucking modern baller <laughs> like that. Uh, I probably will be buying a little little one week pass to TSN to finish off this tournament. So I'm looking forward well, to that. Well, there you go, brother. I love that for you. Yeah. Um, we do have a couple of NHL notes. There's not a ton going on in the NHL, but let's just note that when this episode comes out, we only have 16 more days until the kickoff of the NHL season. Dude, that's and crazy. Although, although the boys at, at the Hockey Podcast Network have been have been fucking turning tires now for almost a month, uh, really, that's that's what we all view as the start of the season. I mean, we can, we'll probably be 10, 12 episodes into this by then, but mm-hmm. all of us are just giddy. We are giddy for this baseball series-style season. And yep. the Canadian division, like, I don't give a fuck what kind of year it's been. I am way too excited for this hockey season. And yeah. so 16 more days. Let's get after it. Um, why don't I ask you, Josh, what's – and, Raph, maybe you could chime in too because you know, you know all the Canadian teams out there. Hopefully you're not taking a shit. Um, <laughs> kind of no, at, what are you guys most looking <laughs> forward to in terms of, like, the season series or just a series against the Canadian team? Which one are you most looking forward to? Because there's definitely some – more obvious rivals for other teams, but I, I feel like the Canucks don't have a, a set in stone one. Um, I think for me, yeah, it, 
I always kind of felt bad for Vancouver in that sense where they've never had like a true like rival, you know, like obviously like Calgary and Vancouver um, or Vancouver and Edmonton, like, yeah, they don't necessarily like get along like they're Western rivals, but like, obviously like the battle of Alberta is, you know, better. I think for me, the one that I'm actually looking forward to is seeing Toronto. You know, like it's always been like kind of a rivalry between at least like the citizens of Vancouver and Toronto, like what city's better. And I think, you know, like for hockey, like we both have crazy fan bases. We both have crazy markets. Like, you know, I can only imagine what like Toronto Maple Leaf Twitter is like. We can we bitch about Vancouver, but holy fuck. I wonder what Toronto's like. Um, we're we're yeah. probably not even on that level. So and I think. Those two teams, like, I would say are, I don't know if they would be the favorites, but I mean, like, those are definitely, like, easily the best two teams for sure, Vancouver and Toronto this year. Yeah, that, well, that's, there. there's tons of different opinions out there on that one because a ton of people think that the Canucks have regressed on their, on their roster and the signings. Um, mm. A big point I've heard from people is saying that Calgary's a good rivalry, but Raph, do you, what, what are you thinking, Raph? I was going to say Calgary, but more so for personal reasons, because I want to watch the Calgary games with Josh and Fuck just yeah. watch him struggle to invest in one team over the other. Like, is he going to pick <laughs> his new team over his old team or is he going to go with his old team over his new team? And it's just going to, it's going to be fun watching. How are you going to react to that, Josh? Like, you're going to be stoked that Vancouver scores? You're going to be pissed. Well, I think, you know, actually, it's a really good question. And I haven't really thought about this like at all. But now that you bring it up, I think for me, you know, my ideal playoff scenario would be Vancouver and Calgary both getting into the playoffs. Like, I'll say it. I don't care who finishes one or two or whatever. As long as they're both in, that's what I care about. Yeah. So I guess like for me, like, let's say Vancouver was clinched a playoff spot. And Calgary like needed to beat them. I'm gonna cheer for Calgary in that sense for yeah. sure. But like, but vice versa though. Like, if Calgary is is dominating and you know Vancouver needs some wins to get back on track, like I think it's gonna be like a case by case scenario. So I don't necessarily really know what it's gonna be like earlier on in the season. Like probably when we first play them, I'll be cheering for both teams. You know, I just okay. I just want to yeah. get both teams going. You know, and you know what 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 would be a good shortcut to kind of see like Josh at his most like hyped up or, or like tipping point of hockey fandom is the battle yeah. of Alberta, like kind of completely cutting the Canucks out. Like you probably love to see Josh watch them play the Oilers. Cause that's gonna be hilarious. Dude. I can't fuck man. I just, I want someone to just run over Zach Cassian this year. And I hope <laughs> it's Zach Ronaldo. I'm just, I'm fucking over that guy. Um, yeah, yeah. no, I'm, I'm pumped for the battle of Alberta. I'm pumped for the Toronto Montreal rivalry. Uh, Winnipeg, I don't really give a shit about. Ottawa, I don't really oh. care about. I'm going to um, chime in for 30 seconds here, and yeah. I'm going to say Winnipeg's actually the one I'm most looking forward to because I think that the Canucks are actually one of the more underrated teams by a lot of people this year based on the subtractions of their team, especially fucking people out there in our own market, media reporters and all that dumbasses. Yeah. Um, but also... I believe that Winnipeg is one of those people that they don't see the regression coming. I think it's a big letdown year for Winnipeg. I'm not. I think that that not only do they not match up well, they they are probably the only heavy team in our in our division. Everyone else is is built the same way, you know, light, light speed, passing, and all that, and movement. Whereas Winnipeg's yeah. always been a very heavy team. 
And I do not think that matches up very well for them, considering they're playing the same six teams all year. And one of those teams that I think is going to have a field day with them is the Canucks and and the amount of speed and playmaking we have on our team. So I'm excited to see that series because not only is it going to prove me to be Nostradamus, but it should be a good result for the Canucks, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think I think looking at like the speed, like who would you say has like the fastest team? Like I would say Montreal is pretty quick. Yeah, Um, Montreal's up there. And then I would say uh, the Canucks Vancouver's kind of decent. Yeah, the, we got. I, I would say it's tough because our, our like Pedersen's not fast. He's shifty for sure, and he's, yeah. he's speedy. But I wouldn't call him fast. I think it's the Oilers. I think the Oilers know a ton of speed. Yeah, the Oilers are quick. One. Yeah, yeah. The Leafs, I mean, uh, like the Leafs are all speed, right? Yeah, oh yeah. The, I mean, the Leafs. I would say are more like skill based for sure. I would say they're yeah. more of like a shifty team as well. Yeah, you're not wrong for sure. Because if I'm making the comparison on Pedersen, then the same thing can be said for Marner and Matthews. Yeah. So you're yeah, not wrong definitely. there. And then you have um, like, you know, a Tavares and Horvat comparison there as well. So there are some other NHL news we can get to. I mean, there's such, there's it, it's stuff to not even do with the Canucks realm whatsoever. Um, there was a trade today by the Lightning just for salary cap concerns. You got Pat Cat going one way. I don't really have any thoughts on that, Josh. It's kind of a ho-hum kind of moment still. Yeah, I mean, like, I think, like, for me, it's just starting to, you know, I feel like the the NHL news, like, I feel like everyone's just, like, trying to get, like, ready to go right now. Um, And, yeah, like, we see these trades kind of, you know, like, before, before the year starts, like, just so teams can actually start making some salary cap room and just getting themselves prepped for the season, like, some roster spots and all that type of thing, so... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have a lot on it. I think it was Braden Coburn, Packett, and I think a 2021 20, second rounder for like Marion Gabrick and somebody else. Um, yeah, so pretty good, yeah. pretty good haul for the Senators. I mean, they're building something over there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Senators are, are going to be my wild card team. Like, I just I don't know. Like, I feel like they signed so many UFAs this year and they drafted uh, Tim. Is it Stutzel? Yeah, I've, I've heard Stutzel. Stutzel, Tim Stutzel. Um, so, you know, he'll be fun to watch. But yeah, I mean, Ottawa, they're going to be an interesting one. Now that you have Matt Murray in goal and Tom Shabbat starting to come into his own, Brady Kachok, same thing. Like, I'm looking forward to seeing like how this team actually progresses for sure. It could be a big year for them. I'm Corey Francha. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. What? Did I just listen to? Oh, f- this game! This game is this game is just bullshit now. Oh my gosh! I actually, they actually made me feel uncomfortable. What was it? Panty? What? The game has gone to bullshit. Panty melted? Why do we record these during the middle of games? Oh god! Be sure to listen to Corey and I every Monday. We are your go-to source for the Arizona Coyotes on the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, why don't we move on to some NFL talk though? Because we'll we'll make sure we leave enough time for the movie review and the other segments at the end here. Uh, there's some good things happening in the NFL. We're coming down to the wire here we're on complete opposite ends as the as the NHL is here. Um, Josh, your fucking Dolphins. They are the Dolphins are not a porpoise. They are a feline. They have nine lives. I don't know how the fuck they escaped that game against yep. the Raiders. The Raiders literally handed it to them with their pants around their ankles. Yep. Um, were you by chance watching this? How did you catch up on the news? How did you? Come to find out that your dolphins are almost done. Dude, I literally like I turned away 
like from the TV for a second. I'm like, fuck, I'm like the Dolphins are gonna are gonna lose. Like I didn't even watch the game um that much. Like I was working and then I came back and I saw the scoreboard and I went over to a table that was watching the game and I'm like, wait, I'm like, did the Dolphins just win? Like I had no idea how they did it, but I was ha- I was so happy nonetheless, dude. Like, oh my God. Like I want Miami to make the playoffs so bad. Like I feel like in the AFC, aside from the Chiefs, like there are like pretender teams that I truly think like the Dolphins can actually like beat. Um, you know, like I think Pittsburgh's one of them. I think Baltimore's one of them. Um, you know, like the AFC is a very like unique division right now. Like I feel like, except for the Chiefs, I feel like that's and the Bills. Yeah. Um, well, you know, yeah, that, so, that's, that's the interesting thing is that the Chiefs will definitely get the bye in the first round. They've already clinched it. Yeah. Whereas, so there's going to be one wild card team that draws the Bills, which I don't like their chances, no matter who you are. Any other wild card team, whether it be the Ravens, Spins, uh, Colts, or Titans, or Browns, even any of those guys mm-hmm. that draw the Steelers, or um, there's one other one other division leader out there. Who, oh, whoever wins the AFC South. Um, yeah, Tennessee, yeah. Tennessee, or Indy. Yeah, I, I like their chances. I think it's pretty much a coin flip or, or a field goal at best. So, um, yeah. yeah, the the fins, dude. I can I let, let's get this on record right here, Josh. Where right. are your emotions? Where is your brain? Where's your mind at with your man Tua Tagovailoa? What are you thinking right now? Um, bust? Are you thinking bust? No, I'm not thinking bust. I know he didn't have the best game yesterday. Um. Just looking up his stats right now. I mean, throws the ball like 17 uh, or attempts to throw the ball 22. He goes seven. He completes 17 of 22 passes for only 94 yards. Like, it's definitely not great, but also at the same time, like, he's completing passes. It's just a matter of, you know, like, can he make those big plays? And, I think like the Dolphins, like I don't know how well like they've handled their quarterback situation. You know, like if it, I would have been totally okay with Fitzpatrick basically starting the entire season. I actually didn't really even expect to see two as much as we have this year. Um, but I don't know. I mean, like I, the sample size is too small. Like I'm not about to call call it or not whether or not like he's an all star um, or not. Um, but uh, I like him. I'm still a fan. Okay, yeah, because I think one of the it's kind of the sports leagues we live in right nowadays is that you have a rookie sensation, you have a highly touted prospect. Teams no longer wait around. We don't do the Aaron Rodgers thing anymore, where we wait four years to groom him and hope that he yeah. turns out by the end of it. I think the way that they were, where you know they wouldn't have a good record, where they won in three after four games, something like that. Like they yeah, did not they- have a great start. No, they definitely didn't. You're you're 100 percent correct on that. Um, yeah, the Dolphins were like when I saw them this year. I'm like, ah, I'm like, you know what? It's just gonna be another year. But I'm like, you know what? I'm like, we got two. Like, there's no no need to rush this guy. Like, you know, let's get a couple couple good picks. And dude, like the Dolphins are not done building. Like, they still have like multiple first round picks in this upcoming draft. Like, they're not like they're not gone by any means. So. You know what? This is kind of that first year where Brian Flores kind of has his rookie quarterback, and and they still have some good picks to use next year. Like, you know, like I'm excited. Like this could be the first year of the rebuild. So, um, 
You know, that's yeah. that's my biggest thing. Like the the future, I would say, is bright for Miami. Yeah, I, I can't. You can't be disproven on that yet. I think it would be a very big missed opportunity for them not to make the playoffs here. They've got a they they, they control their own destiny, just like a lot of teams right now, except the Colts do. Yeah. Um, I think it's a tough game coming up against the Bills. We'll see who the Bills play. Uh, what they have on the they don't have too much on the line. I don't think. I'm, well, I guess. Maybe the second seed is up for grabs compared to the Steelers, but I don't know who holds the tiebreaker there. So, um, yeah. yeah, this is a big game coming up for the Dolphins. And mostly, I wanted to touch again on some AFC wildcard race here is the fact that the Browns fucking blew it, dude. You're playing the Jets. Like, we're talking about the Rams last week playing the Jets and blowing it and blowing their division lead. We're talking about the Jets now. Boy, are the fucking Browns. Like, Baker, what are you doing? Yeah, it's, yeah, you know what, though, man? Like, this is just, this is Cleveland. Like, this is Cleveland. And, you know, Baker Mayfield getting stuffed on fourth down does not help. Obviously, I'm pretty sure that cost them the game. Yep. Um, you know, so it's just, I, I don't know. I mean, am I worried about the Browns? Like, I mean, I, I'm worried about that they might not make the playoffs, but also at the same time, like, I'm not worried about, the Browns, if they do make the playoffs, like, let's put it that way. Like they need to get like, once they're in, they're going to be fine. But who's the remaining game? Is it Pittsburgh? They, I th- yeah. They play against the Steelers. That's why this one was such an important one because they, I think they held the tiebreaker to hold on to a spot as long as things fell their way. But now they've, yeah. they need to, I think they, they pretty much need to win this unless the Colts go on and lose as, as well. So, you know, t- and then Jacksonville got shit kicked again. So like Trevor Lawrence is out of the question for the Jets. Um, but yeah, like I think for me, like my my biggest thing is you had Miami beat the Raiders, who I would say are obviously a better team than the Jets for sure. Um, but this is a must-win game to avoid that. Like this was your opportunity to almost like kind of take Miami out of the conversation. You know, like this is like a a game where you have to, like there's no excuse as to why you can't win it. I think that's probably my biggest frustration because I I like Cleveland. I want them to do so well. And they just, they shoot themselves in the foot. And like, it's just, it's hard to be a Cleveland Brown fan. Yeah, I I do see that side of it too. And I I, I need the Cleveland Browns to play off. That's how much I'll say about it is I need them in. I need yeah. Baker to get his head out of his ass. I need Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb to run the ball yeah. down the Steelers' throats and hand them another loss. That's what I need. Is Jarvis um, Landry hurt or no? Uh, no. So the Browns had four wide receivers all ineligible to play due to contact tracing. And oh I God. don't know if there's any positive tests, but there must have been somewhere along the lines for them to be contact traced out of this game. But they kind of got shafted in that sense. Yeah. Um, yep. So... What else do we got going on in the NFL right now? So I just wanted to touch one more AFC thing. I had an argument with a guy or a debate slash discussion slash this guy's a fucking idiot on Twitter about the Ravens. Now, the Ravens, in my opinion, are hitting their stride, guys. Like, the last four games, I don't know what the final score today was. I think they had 27 points, so that's going to lower down their average. But they're averaging about 36, 37 points in their last four games. They are pumping points out there against bad defenses. They look fucking good. Now, when mm-hmm. you show me the five teams that are not the Bills, Steelers, or, or, or Chiefs in that playoff race there, I think yeah. it's five teams. Pretty mm-hmm. sure it's five, including the one in the hunt. 
the Ravens are the most dangerous, in my opinion. They've got a pretty dynamic quarterback. You've got a good offense, and you've got a hell of a defense as well. Yeah. That is that all seems to be hitting their stride here. So, J- Josh, let me ask you this: Is there anyone other than the Ravens out of those five that you're taking? Out of sorry, out of Tennessee, Tennessee, Miami, Miami Baltimore, Cleveland, and Indianapolis. Um, I would say. Here we. I'm just looking at who, how people can actually win. Uh, can actually win the AFC right now. I'm just looking at this quickly, just on TV. God, that shit. Oh, you're, this, are you watching shit. Kornacki's path to the playoffs? Yeah, yeah, I'm watching <laughs> it. So, yeah, you gotta love the numbers. Like, dude. It looks it, like CNN on, on election night, dude. It looks like it looks like Miami's actually like looking good. Like it's like an 88 percent chance of making the playoffs, which is which yeah, is nice. Hey, and you saw my logic there, where it said 37 percent going into today's game or yesterday's game. Yeah. So I mean, I was I was hot on that. I was hot on the wire for the. the yeah, dude. But I think aside from Baltimore, like I don't know, man. Like if I were to give a, a small breakdown for every team, like my one reservation. So for for Miami, I would say it's the it's wide receiver help. That's my biggest thing. Um, yeah. You know the I, health of Devontae Parker is he around? Uh, he didn't play today. Um, Yikes. And yesterday, yesterday, sorry. Um, and I would say for Indianapolis, I think it's Philip Rivers. You know, like this guy is just like if he's a he is your pocket passer. If that offensive line cannot hold, you will beat the Colts. You will beat them. Um, I would say Baltimore. I think if you can shut down Lamar running, if you make him throw the ball, you have a good chance. Uh, who else is in there? Who, who am I forgetting here? Cleveland, Tennessee, Tennessee, and Cleveland. Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee. I would say is, you know, if your offense is firing and you're con- converting on third downs and you're keeping that defense on the field, that's huge. And if you're containing Derrick Henry, because you're not going to be able to stop the guy entirely. I'm not going to say that for a second. But if you're containing this guy to I would say under a hundred yards rushing and maybe like a touchdown or two, I would say you're doing your very best. Um, and then who else? Cleveland. Yep. Baker, man. Like if, if he starts getting pissed off, if you start getting in his face, like he'll start making mistakes. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, aside from, I'm going to say Miami, dude, I'm going to say Miami. Like I know you love the fence, dude. Yeah, I'm I'm like fins up, man. Fins up. Like, I actually believe in this team. Like, I think they're a team like I like their defense is is so good. Like they're high scoring. Like, and I like a defense that obviously like, you know, gets lots of sacks and everything like that. But dude, like this defense scores too, man. Like they help out kind of like a sputtering offense. But, you know, when you get into the dog days of like a fourth quarter against a really good team like the Bills and shit, like your defense can't get off the field. You know that's that's really where I worry about uh, where I worry about Miami. Yeah, so I feel like, rely like on the defense. Just like you pointed out, there's there's holes in every team and there's opportunities for every team. Yeah, I. Who are you like? Yeah. Aside from Baltimore. Well, the note the note for me is that definitely Baltimore is like is is head and shoulders above everyone else. If I had to choose someone past that, I'm going with the Browns. I think the running game's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um. And I don't really have much logic behind it other than that. I think it's just pure pure hope, passion, and my just prayers going out to the Browns and the fans. I need to see yeah. it. 
Yeah. That's all it comes down to for me, really. Yeah. Um, did you see JJ Watt? Yes. I saw did this interview, catch, dude. Did you happen to catch this three minute soundbite that JJ Watt gave us? Dude. Um, I don't, I don't know, know if I saw the full three minutes. Yeah, I saw the full three. He, yeah, he told it how it is. Let's just say that. Sound like there's a lot of, a lot of fucking failing pieces in Houston. And I imagine he's not really that excited that they traded away D hop this off season and that Bill O'Brien fucked his entire team. But yep. I mean, he's got to be gone at the end of the year, right? Yeah. Well that, I mean, like I went in the comments cause I saw it on Instagram under the sports center page and dude, people are like, get this man on a contender, like get rid of this guy. Like he deserves so much better. And you know, I remember when Houston was actually like, decent with their defense but like they just couldn't have their offense put together and then you finally get Deshaun Watson uh, and then Bill O'Brien just fucks it all up and yeah like I I think he's got to go like I I don't know where like where would you like to see JJ Wall like what team would you put him on I think the Steelers would be hilarious watching him and TJ that would be be nutty the Watt Uh, brothers Way too many farmers on one side of the pitch for sure. Yeah. Um, where else would be a good fit? I mean, should we just should we just say let the Patriots take him and bring back all their I, all their I was, opt out? I was right about to say that, power. dude. Yeah, that oh would be my nice. god! I I, I, I would like to see let's put some big names back on there. Yeah, um, I'm also wondering maybe about. Dude, could you imagine uh, JJ on like the Chiefs just to make even that much more stacked and the Ooh. nice red and white? Holy or if shit, you have, or if you have Aaron Donald and JJ Watt lining up next to each other, that'd be nice. Well, I think they play the nice same. I think they play the same position. Though. Like they're both <laughs> like left. I think they're both like left ends. So I don't think that would fully yeah. work unless one of them was. I mean, Aaron Donald, I think could play any on any side of the ball. And he would be Dude, fine. You can, like, you can I think put him in and he'll still end up with 15 sacks a year, man. Yeah. This guy's nuts like that. If you could have... Okay, Elijah, let me ask you a question right off the top of my head. If you could build a team with a, 11 of the same guy, who would it be? Ooh, that's a good question because it can't be Aaron Donald. The guy's too, too slow. Yeah, like he, so he would be your quarterback. So, like, let's just say just for offensive purposes, but you can choose like a defensive player if you want. But, like, he'd yeah. be your quarterback, you would have, but they would all be a wide receiver and tight end, so on and so forth. You know, I probably go with a little Travis Kelsey. Um, I don't Dude, know. Fuck how you, man. Why are you in my head right now? That was my exact, <laughs> like, had you asked me that question three years ago, I would have said Gronkowski. Yeah. Did you not agree? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. The guy, that guy's such a goof, dude. And he's like, he's just, he's kind of physically goofy out there. Like, yeah. I could not see this guy having to, like, what's the word? I don't know. Make, make like an intelligent football play. That's kind of mean to say, but to make like a more of a like a finesse play or a, a savvy play in football, I can't really see him making those ones. Okay, so, how, let let me ask you this: What about Derrick Henry? You have 11 yeah, Derrick Henrys on the field. Yeah, uh, imagine, dude, just do the flying V and put him in the back. Dude, Run seriously, man. Like, this guy's a monster. Yeah, he could he could dominate anyone. That, that's or, a good question. I have to think about that once more. Or I'd probably just put him against, like, 
Or I'd probably just do a bunch of Tom Brady's, you know? Yeah, okay. Tom Brady, yeah. a right guard. It's <laughs> <laughs> getting rolled by Aaron Donald. 43-year-old if Tom Brady trying to block Aaron Donald. Yeah, guy would get absolutely fucked on. Uh, okay. okay, anything else we have for the NFL? I think we're good. Oh, nothing else, dude. Nothing Not else for footy. Um, so we haven't talked Bachelor in a long time. This shit's over. Uh, our boy yeah. Zach won. I don't really know what else we really want to touch on about that. Uh, I kind of have it as a victory for the nerds, even though Zach's not a nerd. He's just kind of older. Yeah. Um, I would call him the safe pick. He Did was, I not uh, call Zach, though? I'm pretty sure I called Zach, aside from Ben. You might have. Pretty sure I did. I did not. I put him like fourth out of four. Yeah, dude, you put him at the bottom. Like you did the disrespect, man. Like, yeah. Well, you know what? Tasha did me the disrespect by picking him because all along I think that he's the safe pick. Like he's the one you know what you're going to get, but I don't think the ceiling's that high. I don't think he's Mm. got the athletic potential to to elevate this relationship. However, I think Ben had that. Although you didn't know if his bear what his floor was, so that would have been a bit of a sketchy pick. For sure. So, Elijah, I have some news for you. Some really oh, good boy. news. What's that? Uh, starting a week from Monday the 28th, so January 4th. So instead of The Bachelorette, we have The Bachelor back, baby. Oh, boy. So we have this episode and one more coming out on Thursday. And then we're back. We're back to The Batch Talk. Is so there ever a time where they don't have one going? I think so. I mean, like when you think like what, when did the bachelor start? When did we start watching it? October? Something like that. Like it only goes for three months. So you would say like the bachelor goes January, February, March stops. They film and then they probably film uh, a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we're definitely turning into a bachelor podcast here. Real quick. I don't mind it, dude. I don't mind it. They keep bringing me the analytics like you do, and I'll, I'll I'll continue to support that, dude. I love that. Why don't um, we? Uh, why don't we? Why don't we move into our movie review, though? I think we yes. we we've got a good one on tap here. We've probably got a lot of thoughts. Uh, we could we could we could bring back our analyst Raffle into this conversation here. Yeah, what's um, up, Raph? Josh, why don't you lead us in? This was your movie, so so uh, yeah. So here, the selection that I chose was Unbroken. So based on true story of uh, Olympic runner Louis Zamperini, who was basically a, uh, a bomber pilot in the Pacific, plane gets shot down, but he fucking survives. I think it was how many days at sea? Was it like 28? 25? Oh, no, it was, it was in the 40s. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, maybe in the 40s. Yeah, it was so up like there. 40 days, like 47. 47 days, uh, gets picked up becomes a POW and somehow fucking survives the war. So basically a nonfiction, nonfiction true story about world war two. That's pretty much like right in my wheelhouse. I fucking love that. Um, I, I, I love this movie. I've read the book. Um, it's, it's so good. I, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on it though. Raph. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I don't, why don't we do a little confession, Raph? <laughs> I entirely forgot to watch the movie. I think I got a little too caught up with Christmas festivities and stuff like that because we usually record Tuesday and we didn't do it this week. And yeah. then next thing you know, we're just like hanging out, talking about some podcast stuff last night. And I think it's like 11 p.m. and Josh is like, oh, hey, like 
did you guys watch the movie yet? And I was like, fuck. Totally forgot. Yeah. And there's no way I could have watched the movie, gone to work. Uh, what's it called? Gone to work this morning and then watched it before the uh, before we recorded. So I am buying Josh a bottle of wine sometime here soon. Yeah, th- nice bit. thanks, buddy. I, I like Prisoner. Just you know, send it over whenever yeah. you want. Hey, buddy, you keep being such a jackass about winning. I might just get you a shitty bag of wine. Dude, honestly, <laughs> if you got me a box of wine, I'd be so pumped. <laughs> I'm going to get you something nice. Don't you worry. Something good. Something that Love also doesn't that. fucking break my bank. Okay. But, Raph, can you make me a promise, though, this week? This we don't week? Even have to talk, we don't even have to talk about it on the podcast, but I actually want you to watch this movie and then just come talk to me about it. <laughs> can I watch it at an undisclosed date? I just surprise you one day, and then you, we just talk about it? Yes. Yes, I'm down with that. I love surprises. All right. You know what's that. actually a crazy fact to think about? What? Is if you put this movie on every morning during your your bathroom routine, like shout shit shave shower whatever it is, mm-hmm. if you did that every day until we next record, it would be done. I would say thirty minutes each time, twenty thirty minutes. But I, how go. am I oh. gonna have it in the shower? Oh, is, do you have like do you have like a shelf or anything in there? <laughs> I'm not bringing my phone in my shower, on. dude. Fuck that. Oh, dude, I do it all the time. No, so, we live life on the edge a little bit. Elijah, what did you think about it? Uh, so this movie, Josh, second time seeing it for me, uh, it's a gem. I would throw it up there. It's a fantastic movie. Now, my analysis of this is Mr. Watanabe. Obviously, he's a dick. Dick. Quite a dick. The bird, baby. The bird. Um, not only is he a dick. Now, there's a couple points. Now, in real life, if he actually knew how to speak speak English, like obviously he didn't know how to speak as well as the actor did because that was just for cinematic yeah. purposes. Make for it theatrical purposes. Exactly. But yeah. even if Mr. Watanabe knew how to speak English at all, during that POW experience, that probably made it a ton worse when he's fucking looking at Louie and being just a giant dick to him day in and day out. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I loved the little dick syndrome put on by that guy because you know what it made me it made me hate the guy. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, I can guarantee you, if you told all my friends to punch me in the face, they probably would not hesitate. I don't think they would punch. <laughs> me. <laughs> so that was a pretty dope part. Yeah, um, dude. That how fucked is that though? Hey. Yeah, I was I was reading, I was I was trying one of my things to do like especially in nonfiction movies is I want to I want to research like what are the re- what are some of the real parts. And what are some of the like just uh, like cinematic details they've added? Right. And I, I stumbled upon an article where it just started talking about like fact checking which parts of the story might be real, but they didn't even like they were just using their own opinions to form like what what sounds like it could be real. And they were talking about that. They're like, Yeah, I don't know, being punched in the face two hundred and thirty times, I don't know if that could happen. I'm like, dude, it's fucking Louis Zamperini, man. Like I I could take a thousand kicks to the nuts. It's so tough. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's in know. the book. That's actually a chapter in the book. What is it called? I think it's like uh, how many punches? I forget how many punches he actually took. But I think it was, it was like, like two hundred. Yeah, oh, I think God. it was like I think it was like let's just call like I think the chapter is called like two hundred and fifty punches later. Yeah, that's insane. Jesus. Yeah. So I know full well if I ever got punched in the face, I'm out cold. So the fact he took that many is insane. Yeah, that's fucked. Well, that's that that was kind of my thing about it was like. Um, like how, like, I feel like would it not be in his best interest to just like get knocked out and just like game well, over, like after the first one? Ragdoll. Sorry. 
I, th- I think he was knocked out. I think they were just picking him up like a fucking rag doll at the end. Yeah, I guess. But like, then you can't even like feel it, though. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think your brain's still getting a little rattled, dude. Yeah, hundred percent. Your brain is, but like, your brain shut off at the moment. So like, <laughs> you know, like it's it's one of those things. So yeah, yeah, it's a painless experience, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He did do his best Matthew Kachuk impression and just get pummeled in the face the entire time. But <laughs> it's got absolutely fucked on. The one part I wanted to talk about is do you think that they actually fucking caught a shark? Like that's insane. Yeah, I don't 100%. know. If that was, like motherfuckers literally caught like when the bigger shark started coming around, that had me shook. Like I know for a fact uh like uh, that would have I I would be on the verge of saying, like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. So yeah, yeah that, I mean, dude, how scary was that one shark scene though where it just fucking pops out of the water, dude? Yeah. That was that fucking had, sketchy. That had me shook. Yeah, um, that was ugh. What um, was your what was your favorite character other than Mr. Louie? Um I would say the one guy who I really hated was the guy that like ate all the food the first night. I'm like, you're yeah, fucking Mac? moron. Didn't <laughs> like, like Mac? No, Mac was an idiot. I'm like, that guy panicked. I'm like, dude, I'm like, this is how this shit goes, man. Like, you got to survive. Um, yeah, Mac reminds me of like when, whenever the boys go on a vacation or a road trip or, or a trip, whatever it may be, you always have to tell someone like, hey, guys, like, this is the amount of, of this type of food we have. We're going to mm-hmm. save this for a meal. And then you like go into the fridge. You're like, bro, who ate all of this? And like, you know exactly who it is. It's fucking. Yeah. Made it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think my favorite character would have been Louis's brother. Yeah. Um, I really liked him. I forget what his name is. Um, uh, fuck, no, I, I can't, can't remember. That one skips my mind. But uh, no, it was. I feel like it's just such like an inspirational, an inspirational tale. But like there were a couple of moments in there when I felt so bad for people. Like the guy, like hauling coal like up the steps, slips and just falls over and just dies. Like, yeah, that's nutty. Like, like his falls on the ground. Like, fuck, dude. Like, that's so fucked. Like, anyway, Unreal movie. I think I'd probably give it like a eight point five. That's my analysis. Eh? Yeah, I'd probably go with a, a good seven six, seven six, seven six. Okay, okay. I I'll take that. With all that. Yeah. And I like how Angelina Jolie was a producer of that too. Yeah, that was one. That was one note I had down. I had no idea about that. Yeah, it was a very interesting, like such a. I didn't even know she was a producer, like at all. I didn't know she ever produced anything either. And yeah, she's probably done tons of things now that I see your name on that one. There you go. So, yeah, that's the movie. Raph, thanks for coming. Oh yeah, I'll be there next week. Don't what worry. Do you, what do you think? Here's <laughs> a question. It doesn't really just about this movie, but this kind of touches like i wonder what it's like being a like if you're a japanese person watching this movie like what do you think like are you kind of pissed at the way it's portrayed sometimes like and it's not just for the japanese people in this movie but like whether or not it's like being an arabic person when you're watching like a like an american war movie or like a a german and you watch a world war ii movie like all these things obviously like maybe they're historically accurate but i i just feel like you don't ever hear. Maybe we don't watch enough of like the the foreign movies, but like, do you think that people shit on Americans all the time and like do the opposite when they make their kind of movies? Um. Well, I don't know. I mean, like, okay, like I feel like especially when it comes down to like war movies, 
Like it's usually involving like an American or something like an American victory, which I think is obviously like, well, it's American movies, obviously. So it's, it's, I think we all know. It's totally. Like, that. like, it, like it pumps their tires, but also at the same time, like they're going to shit on the Germans or the Japanese. It's like, dude, like you're on the wrong side of history. Like that's what happens. Yeah. You know, like it's if, true. so I feel like that's just the, the way of life and that you just have to accept. But like, I've been, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, like that's, that's my perspective on it. Like they're on the wrong side of history. So sorry, dude, like your story doesn't like nobody really gives a shit cause you took the loss, but yeah. you started it. So but let's not forget about I mean, that. We say it's on the wrong side of history, but we all know that history is written by the victors, right? Like the hit, history. Could exactly. Be completely different if other people won the war. So, Oh yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. The other side of it is too. Like I feel the same way about any time people bring up like I don't know, it, like crazy instances or crazy events from the past about Canadians or Americans. Like I, I'm literally I've been alive for 25 years. Like I, it had nothing to do with me. Like I don't feel any emotional attachment to responsibility or stuff like that because like yeah. I genuinely think like I didn't do anything. And I'd probably feel the same way if I was if I was Japanese watching this movie or if I was German watching another movie. Like I don't, I didn't do anything wrong. Like what the fuck. So yeah, I guess like status quo in terms of that, but I wonder if, yeah, if they even enjoy movies like that. Yeah. I mean, I think like there's, I think it's always like, there's something about it where you never like, it can almost cause for maybe like a little bit of embarrassment. Cause it's like, like, you know, like I'm part of like, I'm a citizen of this country and like, I can't believe like, like this is like what our country did. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I think I mean, it's one of those things. Everyone's got some demons in the closet, am I right, Ralph? Oh yeah, everybody. Every every country too. Every Don't worry country. about it all the time. Yeah. Uh, good movie though, Raffle, Are you up next on the choice? Yep. Yes, I am. Uh, yes, sure. The ne- the next movie that I thought that I wanted to watch was kind of topical because uh, something had re- like I read something in, on Reddit the other day that something had been released into the news. Uh, so I decided that we should watch the Zodiac movie. Which is, it's a 2007 movie about the Zodiac Killer who is uh, active in, I think it was California from 1960 to like 1970 or something like that. Okay. Uh, And it, like, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is in it, Mark Ruffalo is in it, Jake Gyllenhaal. It got pretty good ratings across the board, but it's a really interesting movie because, uh, like, the Zodiac Killer was never discovered, per se. Yeah. Like, people always had their suspicions, but they never, I don't believe they made, like, a specific arrest. And a lot of his ciphers that he left behind like his cryptic messages uh are still kind of like being translated fully so i think one of his one of his most recent ciphers was just deciphered like two weeks ago or something like that and mind you that he was active in like the 60s 70s right interesting because there are still people who are investigating investigating it like i don't think it's a closed case per se okay i think that'll be a fun fun like interesting like crime thriller movie that we're gonna watch now this is a true story, yes? Yes. Oh baby. I'm looking at the cast right now. There's actually some really good people aside from those three, like uh John Carroll Lynch. I know you guys probably don't know him by name, but if you saw him, like he's in that, so I really like him. That's dope. I'm actually really excited for this. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. The only the only downside is like is that it is a longer movie. Okay. Like I think the runtime is just over two, two and a half hours. hours. 
Yeah, two hours and 42 minutes is what I'm looking at right now. Yeah, so it's going to be definitely a bit of a grind, but I've heard very good things about the movie, and it got rated pretty well, so I think it'll be Love fun. that. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Can you save me some time and tell me if it's on any of the streaming services? It's on Netflix. Fuck yes, yeah. dude. I've, I've, I've predominantly started picking movies on Netflix because I figured that's the yeah. service that we all have. Yeah. Same. I might be a I'm, I'm the Citizen Kane and just wait for you guys to have to find it. Uh, <laughs> I'll just fucking stream it. Yeah. Have you guys watched Citizen Kane? Side note? No. No. Never no, have I, I either. I don't think I have any interest in it. Although that might be a, a asshole thing to say i'm not sure okay <laughs> zodiac for next week episode uh yeah for next monday right we do a full week that's right yeah, yeah. so Zodiac's episode seven nine. in the books that's right yes episode Correct. seven in the books um that's about it folks it's good to be back it's good to see you guys again please yeah. remember to rate and review uh that's the best way to help us out really mm-hmm. um on apple Podcasts, leave us five stars write a review share with your friends honestly this thing grows by word of mouth and the the more we grow, the more we're able to do. So, yeah, if you could help us out, that'd be awesome. Other than that, I'll sell my soul another few days from now. <laughs> there you go. There you have it. All right, guys. All right, guys. Let's do it. Peace. Peace. Oh, harder, baby.